And now, Jalen and Jacoby on ESPN Radio. Where the fuck is Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV, pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the sweet. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me your He is Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Center stage on the mic. And we putting it on wax. It's the new style. We're Jalen and Jacoby. What do we do? We're going to be more what they want. Happy New Year, Mr. Rose. Giving the people what they want in 2019. Big shout to Marcus Spears and Mike Gullick Jr. who were in for you the last couple days. What a game it was in the Bay. The Houston Rockets traveled to the Warriors' home floor. And man, did they have a game. And the Beard had all of it. Here's a step back right over Kevin Durant to come back in the second half. Another step back. This one, he pushes Andre Iguodala out of the way. Knocks that down. He had 10 threes in the game, including this one. To win the game in overtime. Tripping Draymond Green in the process and then staring at him to win the game. Jalen Rose, I truly feel like these Rockets are again the biggest threat to the Warriors as they try to march toward a third consecutive championship. Do you agree that the Rockets are the biggest threat to the Warriors in the Western I see where you're going with that because Harden has been terrific and will continue to be as such. They're going to eventually get Chris Paul back. He's a guy that's going to play at an all-NBA level. And obviously, Clint Capella had 20 and 20 in last night's game. So I see where you're going, but that's the biggest theater out west is who's going to play against the Golden State Warriors in the conference finals. Denver has been terrific with Jokic and Murray. OKC has obviously Paul George emerging and career highs in multiple categories. Russ has been struggled shooting, but yet they're amongst the team's best teams defensively. So I could go down the line of giving teams why they could possibly be that squad. So I'm not necessarily mad at your choice, but mine on paper would probably be OKC right now. And then there's also the Warriors. I mean, they we all saw them get beat up by the Lakers at home on Christmas. And then they went to overtime and lost to the Trailblazers again at home. And last night, they lost again in overtime at home. Three straight home losses. It's been a tough stretch for the Warriors. Are you concerned about the Warriors, or are they just kind of lackadaisical and don't really try that hard? I'm not concerned at all because they're going to get Boogie to perform on the basketball for them floor for them eventually and he's going to make up for a lot of the weaknesses you see in at that five spot where they're the least productive amongst the teams in the NBA at that position he's going to fill in points in the paint getting post-ups he can make an open shot he can play make he can play mid-range and so I'm not worried about the Warriors they just look different they're not the squad that can spread you out and it seems like four or five guys that are making 40% of their threes. Clay is shooting 10% worse this year than he did last year. Draymond Green has had career worse in multiple shooting statistics. And they went from being a team that had two MVP-level players in KD and Steph and four All-Stars to having two All-Stars. And so that dynamic has changed for their squad, but I still feel like they're the team to beat. 
After the game, Steph Curry had this to say about the tough loss to the Rockets. You guys were up uh, 20 in the in the game, um, and they came all the way back in that third quarter. Is this a game you felt like you guys gave away? For sure. Um, when you have a lead like that, you don't lose at home. Tough way to uh, – obviously, James made a bunch of tough shots. They got the ball moving and hit a bunch of threes in the third quarter. Um, they gave us some life. I don't know if it's slow rotations or – just uh, a little laziness uh, with that lead, but again, you you have a lead like that, it's, it's a tough uh, it's a tough way to go out. So Jalen Rose, do you think it was slow rotations and laziness, or is it just James Harden is not not at all at offense? I think James Harden took that game on the road, and I'm going to continue to reiterate what I've said. I've seen a couple of people piggyback off of it and try to take bits and pieces of my analysis. But I'm going to stress, James Harden is the most unique offensive weapon that the NBA has seen. For a guy that has led the league in total points, total assists, free throws made, and three-pointers made, there will not be another basketball player on that level to do that. Why? Because usually the guy that's going to lead the league in scoring and that could get you buckets. Guys like old school, Wilt Chamberlain. Then you go to MJ, Kobe, AI, and now KD. Those guys wouldn't be in the conversation as it leading the league in assists. James Harden has done that. And the only other guys to do so, Tiny Archibald, which was in the 60s, and Russell Westbrook is in that conversation for total points and total assists. Now let's go to the anomaly. Usually the guy that's going to lead the league in three-pointers made like a Steph Curry type of build or Reggie Miller or Ray Allen or even a Larry Bird isn't going to be the guy that's getting to the free throw line and taking the punishment of a Shaquille O'Neal or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Akeem Olajuwon. And it's not just getting there, it's actually making them. So all of those things make him that, and that's why they got that big-time win on the road because of his elite level dominance. Well, you're not the only one who thinks that he is an incredible offensive performer. The Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey had this to say about James Harden. Quote, you could argue for him as the best offensive player of all time. To be able to say that with a straight face and not have it be GM speak or coach speak, it's pretty amazing. There's a whole bunch of ways to measure it, but he is for sure in the conversation as the greatest offensive player ever. Jalen Rose, is that just GM speak, or is that a legit conversation right now? No, I just distinguish why he deserves to be in the conversation, but if I'm going to just go with greatest offensive weapons of all time, that clearly has to be Wilt Chamberlain, who has his own record book, Michael Air Jeffrey Jordan with averaging 30 so many years and his elite level dominance in the playoffs and in the finals as well. And so I understand how the distinction makes him unique because he's in the lead and the uh, categories like I just talked about, but he can't be considered the greatest of all time offensively when those couple of players and a guy like Kobe Bryant has also performed at an elite level in the league. Jalen Rose, I really want to look at this play because this was mind-boggling. Again, this is a crucial play at the end of the game. Look at Kevin Durant. He's out of bounds. 
He takes three steps out of bounds and then somehow saves the ball and the refs don't even call it. Look at the time and the situation there. It's a tie game with five seconds left and they allow Kevin Durant to take three steps out of bounds and then save the ball. How does this happen in the NBA? Explain that to me. It exposes an issue with the replay system. You would think that that's something you could go back and since it's not a judgment call, can actually update Almost like the officials do when somebody takes a jump shot from the three-point line. They go back and designate, was it an actual two or three? To me, in an obvious scenario like this, you should also be able to do such. Now, for three officials to be on the floor, six eyeballs, and not be able to catch this is something that you're going to see the league come out and not only talk about missing this call, which we clearly know, but a level of discipline that's going to take place for those officials who clearly got this one wrong and almost cost the Houston Rockets a chance to win this game on the road if it wasn't for the heroics of one James Harden. So Kevin Durant took seven of the Warriors' eight final shots and only made one. What do you think about the Warriors becoming sort of like single-focused on Durant at the end of games? Well, when I talk about all-time great scorers, he belongs in that conversation. 50 from the floor, 40 from three, 90 from the line at 6'11", can shoot the three, play from the post. Um, He's a dynamic offensive player. But he joined a 73-win team that already had the Splash Brothers and the league's only unanimous MVP in Steph Curry. And there's a competitive spirit that takes place regardless of where you're competing. And everybody gets in the car with their loved ones after the game when whoever takes the last shot misses and says, the coach should have gave me the ball. I don't care if it was Michael Jordan. It doesn't matter who shot the last shot. And so this dynamic, A, shows the unselfishness of one Steph Curry, but B, how there may be an evaluation of how they run their offense late Mm -hmm. in games, in particular when Boogie returns, because Steph has to be a guy that they look to get the ball to more in those situations. Right now, it's time for News That Matters. Jalen Rose, the Dura High School team in Missouri, is a good team. They win games. They won a tournament recently because three of their starting five are triplets. It helps a lot with team chemistry. However, there are some videos circulating on the internet during which one triplet gets fouled and then a second triplet takes the free throws. Jalen, do you think this team should be punished? Do you think it's a soft move or a boss move to switch out triplets in the middle of a game? I think this is a boss move. Anytime you triplets, you can't tell me that that's the first and only time they've been swapped out in one way, shape, or form for one another. Probably have done it in school, whether it relates to classes or test taking. No question if you're trying to do it in a basketball game, you've done it off wax. However, I have to question the fact that weren't they wearing numbers? Did they not realize that somebody can tell that one guy wearing a certain number got fouled and another guy guy who who didn't get fouled went to the free throw line and three of the guys are triplets of the five on the floor? One of my big questions about this is, if you're a triplet, how are you going to let your brother be so much of a better free throw shooter than you that you switch out during the game? Like, I would never, <laughs> ever, ever play on a basketball team and allow my triplet brother to be that much better at free throws than me that the coach actually swaps us out. Like, come on now. Whichever triplet that is that can't shoot free throws, you need to get in the gym, man. You need to get in the gym. You cannot be getting swapped out like that. You know what this really showed me 
And it gave me a visual that everybody can appreciate. It made me imagine if LeVar Ball had triplets. Oh, man, the world would be a better place. <laughs> well, LeVar Ball might still have triplets. Who knows? <laughs> Jalen Rose, unfortunately, you never had a championship while you were in college. And you never won a championship while you were in the NBA. But you did win the official Jalen and Jacoby Fantasy Football League. Is this the greatest achievement that you have ever accomplished in sports? You know, as I give my acceptance speech, you know, there's so many people that I want to thank. You know, I want to thank Vince Lombardi for being an inspiration (laughs) young when I fell in love with the game. And John Madden for being the voice of reason. And Howard Cosell, one of the guys who gave me great Monday night football analysis and kept me up past my bedtime. And Bill Parcells, one of my favorite coaches of all time, who shot, who showed me how to not only shop for the groceries, but be the final decision maker on the fantasy squad when I'm investing my time, energy, and money. So I'm really appreciative of this honor. When I was working with College Game Day and Reese oh and Jay God, Billis, I also won back-to-back NCAA finals <laughs> Jaylen, in fantasy. So Jaylen, this is like my this second This is a Hall of Fame speech, dog. Why so are you giving I, I, a Hall I'm of Fame just, speech? I'm just enthusiastic You named every single person moment. that ever coached a football team in the NFL. You, won, you barely won the fantasy league. Can we please move on to actual football that actually matters in real life this weekend? We're going to go through all of the wild card games, and Jalen Rose and I will tell you exactly who is going to win. We start with Saturday afternoon, 435 in Houston, the Colts travel to play the Texans. Jalen Rose, who's going to win that game? My Super Bowl pick this year is the Texans, so I can't back away from that in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Shout out to Andrew Luck, and his return has been phenomenal, showing what an elite quarterback is all about. And his yeah. offensive line vastly improved, who basically allowed him to be the fewest sack quarterback in the entire NFL, which is phenomenal. But I'm rolling with Watson. I'm rolling with DeAndre Hopkins. And shout to what he's done for that family who lost their daughter in Houston by donating his wild card check, which is an amazing gesture. So I feel J.J. Watt and Clowney get after Andrew, even though it's uh, a game that a lot of people feel like the Colts are going to win. I'm still rolling with the Texans. All right, and then what I consider to be the most intriguing game of the weekend happens on Saturday night when the Seahawks travel to Dallas to play the Cowboys in Jerry's house. Who is going to win between the Cowboys and the Seahawks? You know what? I'm taking the Cowboys. And just like you just said to me, like, oh, I haven't won a championship in college or in the league. And so (laughs) if you want to troll the Cowboys, you can say they haven't won such in a Super Bowl in 25 years. But you know what they won the two of the last three years? The NFC East. And they they acquired Amari Cooper this year. I think that's giving them a level of balance to give them that triplet. Dak got confidence in the way he played in that final game without Ezekiel Elliott. I know Russell's on the other side. I know the Seattle defense is stout against the run. I know all of this. But I'm still taking the Cowboys in Jerry's world to get it done.
I think the Cowboys will win that game as well, but that's certainly, to me, going to be the closest contested game on paper heading into the weekend. So those are the games on Saturday. On Sunday, it's a full weekend of football. Sorry to my family in advance. I will not be paying attention to you. I will only be watching football weekend. So Sunday at 1 p.m., we have the Chargers traveling to Baltimore to play the Ravens. A lot of people are picking the Ravens. I think the Chargers win this game. Who do you think wins this game? This was a tough one for me because I've talked all season, really the last few years, about how I felt John Harbaugh doesn't get the credit amongst the elite coaches in the NFL, which I have him amongst that category. With that being said, how they reinvented their squad, a defensive squad that is amongst the best in the game, T-Sizzle still getting up the field. But then they got the balance with Lamar Jackson when they inserted him to be the quarterback. Now they're run-heavy, ball control. This is going to be the closest contested game to me. This is going to be low scoring. This is going to be a rock fight. And therefore, the Chargers are going to force Lamar to make a couple of throws that he hasn't had to do this season. And I'm going with Phillip and Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon to get it done. Chargers went on the road. I think the Chargers went on the road as well. And then the final game of the weekend, when we've all been watching football for a combined like 18 hours this weekend, the last one is a good one. The resurgent Bears host the Super Bowl champion Eagles. Do you think the Bears defend home field in Soldier Field in Chicago on Sunday afternoon? I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. I told anybody that would listen, once they acquire Khalil Mack, They got an identity, and that was scary for the rest of the league. I understand when you have a Dick Buckets, when you have a Singletary, when you have an Erlacher, that embodies the term you hear, Monsters of the Midway, when they're able to be productive with their defense. Okay? They had 50 sacks. They had 25 interceptions. The last team to do that was the 2006 Ravens. This is a stifling, dominant defense. And Nick Foles, the fantasy run ends. He left the game with bruised ribs. He will play. Philadelphia goes home after this weekend. I believe so as well. Thank you so much for telling us exactly what's going to happen this weekend. We'll check in on Monday to see just how correct you were, Mr. Rose. Jalen Rose. Last night, it wasn't just James Harden taking down the Warriors. There was another big game in the NBA when the Toronto Raptors went to San Antonio. And Kawhi Leonard made his return to Texas. And the fans, well, they weren't exactly too nice about it. Kawhi was booed. They chanted traitor at him. What do you think about the way that the fans treated Kawhi Leonard? I'm not surprised. It comes with the, it comes with the territory as a professional athlete. And for players, as the pop father taught us, that exercise their pre-agency, like Kawhi decided to do when he felt like he was misdiagnosed by the San Antonio Spurs, which ultimately led to him only competing in nine basketball games. And all of a sudden, the team was talking about him coming back to play when he didn't come back to play. And people questioned, was he actually healthy enough to play? And then individuals like myself, who went on first take in January of that year and let the world know that there was going to be a fracture that took place in that relationship that would take place throughout the season. So this had a lot of buildup. And so for it almost to be a year or so later, I am not surprised by the reaction of the fans. But here's something that I want to make sure that I acknowledge. 
The guy that got booed, Kawhi Leonard, while they got thumped, actually played well, efficient from the floor. The guy that they cheered in Danny Green was 0 for 7 and 0 for 6 from 3. So it continued to allow me to know that as competitors, just because you're being cheered or booed, that doesn't always mean that the result is going to be positive. That's a really good point. I really do believe that Danny Green is often overlooked as being a part of this trade. And also, as people always talk about Kawhi's return to San Antonio. Danny Green also returned to San Antonio. Obviously, the way that they both departed from the franchise was very different. But Danny Green is often overlooked as a piece of this trade and also one of the reasons that the Raptors are playing so well. Yep. Well, LeBron James has been sidelined for the Lakers with a groin injury of late. However, he is also appearing on ESPN Plus in a docu-series about him and his childhood friends and their rise to becoming media moguls. It's called More Than an Athlete. And while he was sitting with these close friends of his, he got very comfortable and he said something that made a lot of headlines. Let's listen. That one so right there made me the greatest player of all time. For That's so many I felt. reasons. I was super, super ecstatic to win one for Cleveland because of the 52-year drought. Like, I was ecstatic. Like, obviously, I showed that, that the first wave of emotion was when y'all, everyone saw me crying. Like, that was all for 52 years of everything in sports have gone on in Cleveland. And then after I stopped, I was like, that one right there made you the greatest player of all time. Jalen Rose, we've been away on break for a little bit. I've been dying to hear what you think about this. LeBron James claiming <laughs> that he is the greatest of all time. Because he brought Cleveland a championship over the Warriors. What do you think about LeBron saying this? It's a, a phenomenal feat what the Cleveland Cavaliers were able to accomplish that season in beating a 73-win Golden State Warriors team. If that doesn't happen, probably changes tra- the trajectory of what we see that has taken place over the last two years because I don't think Kevin Durant joins that team. And so... However, your single greatest achievement doesn't make you the greatest basketball player of all time. Now, what ends up happening is, and LeBron James is genius at doing this, he's creating a narrative of recency bias. It's almost like if you ask millennials right now, who's the greatest rap group of all time? You're going to get a lot of people saying the Migos. Because they haven't been necessarily exposed to Wu-Tang Clan, OutKast, NWA, Tribe Called Quest. So LeBron James understands when he says this, it allows the fans to quietly leapfrog him over Tim Duncan and Kobe. I gave him credit for passing Larry Bird as the greatest small forward of all time when that feat happened, which was a tall task for me. But my Mount Rushmore is pretty much still intact. MJ, six championships, six finals MVPs. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, six championships, six MVPs, the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Bill Russell, 11 championships in 13 years. And Irvin Magic Johnson, five championships. That's my Mount Rushmore. To me, LeBron's individual achievements have not eclipsed what those gentlemen have accomplished in NBA lore. Well, Will Chamberlain is a big fan of the show, and he's very upset with you right now, Mr. Rose. Very upset with you. Well, someone else who was, didn't really like this was Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge, who's usually pretty quiet, doesn't really stir things up in the media that much. 
He said that LeBron, by saying this, was taking the, quote, Donald Trump approach and was really selling himself, kind of, as you said, sort of trying to control the narrative. Do you think that LeBron is being manipulative through the media by trying to sort of push that he's the greatest of all time? I think that's actually well said, because if you look back at the election, a lot of people didn't feel that Donald Trump would actually win. And he did. And for LeBron, that's the exact same thing. If you leapfrog everybody that I just mentioned and you only talk about yourself eye to eye with Michael Jordan, you now create that narrative of people discussing which one of those two were the best and ignoring everybody else I just said that deserves to be in that conversation. That's a really good point. While LeBron James continues to call himself the greatest of all time, the fans have voted LeBron James as the number one vote getter in the NBA. The first results of the fan voting for the All-Star are in, and they're very interesting. Jalen Rose, we have Derek Rose and Luka Doncic getting more votes than Kevin Durant. I know that you're not a big fan of fan voting. How do you think they should change this, and what does this tell you? Oh, no. We lost Jalen. Can I teach everyone a distinction? Okay. Because I know that the fans, the coaches, and the players, and the media get a chance to contribute to this voting. And I know that this has been modified over the years. But let me just make this clear. And we've seen the fan voting go wrong when a guy like Allen Iverson is a reserve for the Detroit Pistons but starts in the All-Star game. Or when Yao Ming plays in only a handful of games and starts in the All-Star game. So there's so many cases of this. But let me teach the world something. As these next few weeks happen, please stop saying that this is a popularity contest. It is not. A popularity contest is like an election when you only get one vote. If you can mm. vote more than one time, that's not a popularity contest. When I'm playing in the league and I'm seeing players and their assistants and their foundations and people that work for them leaving the practice facility and carrying thousands and thousands of ballots <laughs> so that they can make sure that they get filled out. That is not a popularity contest. Jalen Rose. Still salty that he never made the All-Star game. You should have been in at least two of them. At least two of them you should have been in. You definitely should have been in two of them. <laughs> you know how this works. If you want to discuss the topic, you say hit the brakes. If not, me, you, and Method Man, hop in the minivan and keep it moving. Are you ready, Mr. Rose? Let's get it. There was a hold-me-back moment, not between players, but between a coach and a ref. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Definitely hit the brakes. All right. We have the coach of Sanford University, Scott Padgett, and here is what he had to say about an incident that happened between him and a referee. I wasn't coming to nothing. I, mean, I, I literally said, are you stepping to me right now? I mean, that's what I said. I mean, like, like that's what I, I think is hilarious is in the, in the world. In the, it's not a real world out there because – a guy like that stepping to me is not realistic. I mean, if we're out, if we're out on the street, he's running the other way just if he sees me walking by. You know, like uh, you know, not that I'm this ain't a threat. I mean, it's just I'm six nine, probably two eighty right now. Not a lot of people step to me. Jalen Rose, you were once <laughs> two eighty. Do people step to you? <laughs> oh, I loved it for so many reasons. A couple of things. I- 
if I'm not mistaken, I recall playing against Scott Pageant at Kansas or worst case in the league. And so a couple of things that came out in this conversation that I want to make sure I unpack. Okay, One, please do. One, totally right about the size. That's why they create weight classes. So I agree with him on that as far as the ref that's half of his size probably wouldn't knowingly step to him unless he was inebriated or something. <laughs> now, the flip side of that, for anybody that's ever been involved in a physical altercation and or a fight, hey, Scott, they're not fair. Usually when you're bigger than the guy, that means he knows that. So therefore, they're coming with something else as well. Might be a bottle or something <laughs> that they can use as a prop. So just be careful of saying things like that. But all in all, I thought it was a funny moment. It is a funny moment. I, I like the fact he's like, is, is this guy stepping to me right now? I, I love this. You know, I'm a big Sanford University <laughs> fan all of a sudden. I'm a shout, big shout to Scott Padgett. Shout out. Moving no on. No question. UConn has finally lost a game. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Every five or six years, this is actually going to happen. Keep it moving. We keep it moving. All right. We keep it moving. Right. Thank you, Method Man. Next, an NBA team is talking about trading their best player. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Oh, hit the brakes. No doubt about it. Well, Larry Drew, the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Do you remember the Cleveland Cavaliers, their team in the NBA? They were in the finals for the past four years, and now they just kind of disappeared. <laughs> well, he was asked about the possibility of trading Kevin Love, and he said, quote, anybody can be traded. Jalen, I find this pretty interesting considering they just signed him to an extension. Do you think that it's realistic he could be moved? And if he is moved, where do you think he would go? <clears throat> I think it's realistic for him to be moved <clears throat> because the Cleveland Cavaliers are in tank mode. Has anybody seen J.R. Smith? Oh, when you watch their box scores, notice that the Vets' minutes are down. They traded George Hill. And obviously, this is why... Kyrie Irving wanted to control his own destiny because now he and or Kevin Love would be guys that the Cavs would be looking to trade so they can stop trying for Zion. If the our friend the Podfather has said that if the Cleveland Cavaliers get the number one pick again, he will stop covering sports. Am I I'm kind of rooting for that to happen? Is that me? <laughs> well, he can come work on our show. This ain't considered work. We <laughs> yeah, we're not covering cover sports. sports. We just sit around and talk we about it. We use them. the word yeah. sports to talk about lifestyle and pop culture. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Well, shout to the Podfather. And shout out. shout out to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I really hope they get that number one pick. Next, Dexter Lawrence will not be playing in the national championship game for the Clemson Tigers. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. This is unfortunate because he seemed to be confused and dumbfounded by what he's getting suspended for. So keep it moving. All right. Jalen been moving up. Jacoby moving. You know we keep it moving up. Alabama is going to lose the national championship game, and I have the reason why. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. Well, it seems like Alabama is unstoppable. The undefeated team has just gone through every opponent that's been put in front of them with ease. However, there is one man. That can change that. There's one man that can make Alabama lose this big game, and that man's name is Aubrey Drake Graham. Deshaun Watson. He was, 
No, he was seen wearing an Alabama sweatshirt. As you know, like me, he's a die-easy fan and he's a front-running fan, but some of the teams that he picks and supports (laughs) lose big games. Could the Drake curse be the downfall of the Alabama Crimson Tide? I don't think so. I don't endure that a curse exists because the team that he roots for, the Toronto Raptors, He's done an amazing job of being an ambassador of that squad. And they they were the number one seed last year. They have the best record or one of the best records in the league this year. And I'm not going to turn it to the media hack that acts like your season was a failure if you don't win a championship. In Alabama's case, it would be. And I still believe unless Deshaun Watson is going to return, by the way, their quarterback this year is terrific they would have a better chance to win. I still pick Bama to win it all. Yeah, Bama is absolutely positively going to win this game, but Drake would be the only thing that could stop them would be the Drake curse. I think that's the only thing that could possibly (laughs) stop them is the Drake curse. I mean, look at these teams. This is the teams that he supports. He supports Kentucky. Oh, look at that. They haven't won since 2012. He supports the Raptors. They lose in the finals every, I mean, they lose in the playoffs every single year. Connor McGregor. Oh yeah. He was, he was, uh, with Drake. It would happen. He got beat up by Khabib and then Alabama football. The only thing that can stop Alabama is the Drake. I don't know if that's fair to him because I've seen him at games in Golden State. I've seen him at games in the Staples Center. He's gone to games with the Kings. So I don't know if that's a true graphic that does great representation of who he actually is a fan of versus him being at the game. Okay, Jalen. Bull, Bull is out for the season. Sad news from Oregon. Keep moving or hit the brakes. He's going to be a lottery pick. Let's keep it moving for now. We keep it moving. We keep it moving. Kawhi Leonard had a very fervent supporter in San Antonio. There was someone who was on his side. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. You got to hit the brakes, no doubt about it. I love this story. Amongst all of that chanting traitor at Kawhi Leonard and booing him every time he touched the balls, Kawhi Leonard's mom got into it with another fan. That is Kawhi Leonard's mom getting into it with another fan in San Antonio, Jalen Rose. Has the great, the legendary Jeannie Rose ever done something like this for you at a basketball game? She 1,000% would do something like this. The woman who brought a name and introduced it to the lexicon that you can't have the remote control in your hand and regardless if it's sports or politics and not hear a variation of the term, the word Jalen. She created it from birth and absolutely she's been in hostile environments with the rolls on her back and she definitely would represent just like that to the fullest. Shout out. Jalen Rose, you had some well-earned time off over the holiday break. I really hope you enjoyed your time with your lovely wife, Molly Karam Rose. And we had the opportunity and the honor to having some guest hosts in. And yesterday, we had the great Marcus Spears on the show. And there was a moment during the podcast exclusive content that has caused quite a controversy. People are still tweeting me about this. People are upset about it. People have reached out to me about it. People are leaving us voicemails about it. And right now, I want to share it. With you. Let's listen. I played a rec league basketball game last night. Of course, I changed my draws after the game. 
You showered, though. No, no showering after the game, no showering before work. Oh, Marcus is leaving. <laughs> Marcus is leaving now. Put some deodorant on. You know, I put some de- Marcus is Marcus is gone. We lost Marcus. We, it was good. We still, we, I mean, this has been a problem for me. Okay? I like to, re- I, I don't lie in the microphones. I tell the truth. Uh, Do I shower every day? Yes, I shower every day. But I happen to shower in the afternoon after I work out. I then played a rec league basketball game. And I changed all my clothes, changed my socks, changed my drawers, changed everything. I had to wake up early to take care of my kids and then come straight to work because I have to prepare for this program. I just went a a 14-hour period without showering, and now all of a sudden everyone's very upset with me. Jalen Rose, do you think I have bad hygiene habits? We've had this conversation before. Jacoby, that represents bad hygiene, fam. Let me tell you why. You smell like sweet funk. When you put on new clothes after you've been working out, first off, in particular, underclothes. Next, if you play basketball, you should shower after. Or worst case scenario, shower before you go to bed. Or last case scenario, you got to shower when you wake up in the morning. Because you left off something that I want to add to the story that also took place during that 14 hours. Uh Uh-oh. How you got to work. Sometimes you jog. Sometimes you ride the bike. And usually people that do those two activities are also sweating. This is what he does before he gets to work. So no wonder why he sits at a cube on the end and barely has people that walk by. It it makes sense now. It's it's no wonder why it flies at the end of the the hallway where you sit. Jalen Rose, this this is blasphemous. I am not a smelly person. I do not have poor hygiene. I shower every single day. And you know what? I'm honest. When I sit here in this studio, I just tell people the truth. And the truth was because after the game, there's no opportunity to shower at the, the, the school that I play basketball at. I wanted to watch the Lakers against the Thunder. So I stayed up late for that and I fell asleep. And in the morning, I've got kids crawling all over me. I shower appropriate amount. I shower once a day. I brush my teeth. David I wear Jacoby. deodorant. I will not allow this to happen. I won't. I'm going to let you get like away with it. Just like you this. plan to play basketball and plan for the show and plan to go to work and plan meals, you have to plan to shower. That has to be a part of the schedule. If you didn't shower right after you hooped, you definitely should have showered in the morning before you came to work. If that does not take place, that classifies itself as poor hygiene, sir. Yeah. I showered this morning because I knew that this was going to come up. So I definitely showered this morning. And it was nice. Moving on. <laughs> they have announced the Coachella lineup. I've never been to Coachella. You know I don't like live music. Jalen Rose went to Coachella once. And the the headliners are the following. Ariana Grande. Okay, I've heard of that person. Childish Gambino. Okay, shout out to Donald Glover. Very talented player or person. Shout out. And then we have Tame Impala. Jalen, be honest into the microphone. Have you ever heard of Tame Impala? I've heard of the name, but I can't recall a song. What? Are you lying? I've heard of that term because the Are you it has, lying? It has Impala in the in the in the uh title. No, I've heard of the term. I've heard of the artist, but I can't recall any of the artist's records. It's yeah, Jalen, I think you're talking about a Chevy Impala. 
or a Tame Impala sounds like something that you would like see on the planes when you're on a safari. I've never heard of Tame Impala. No shots at Tame Impala. This just proves once again just how washed I am when it comes to today's youth and music. Yep. Let's see what Reg has for a voicemail. Hey, Jalen. Hey, Jacoby. It's Brian from Orange County. Shout out to the all great Reg, first off. Shout out. Hey, hey uh, Jacoby, I, I need to talk to you real quick. You know, you've been playing this whole, it's my opinion. You can't argue my opinion. Hey, look, first off, you got to remind yourself that these microphones record and broadcast to thousands of people. I know you lecture Jalen all about that all the time. Uh, when you say you're running an L.A. marathon, guess who ran it? I ran it. Uh, when you are, um, you know, switching off from the minivan mafia, uh, I was actually thinking about going towards the minivan mafia. Um, I heard you talk about Lululemon the other day, and, uh, bro, man, come on. These microphones record, and they broadcast to thousands of people. You can't, you can't be saying things like that, man. Like, I can't, I can't have, um, you know, brands of, of article of clothing that majority of women in yoga studios wear. And, uh, trust me, man, like, I know it's your opinion. But, uh, you know, we, we men here and your listeners take your opinion very seriously. And, you know, I can't be sporting Lululemon pants with, you know, some of the, the kicks that I'm, I'm wearing here. So, um, I, I, I need, uh, I need some guidance here. Jalen, if you're, uh, if you're back from your, your extended vacation, uh, help us out here. Uh, I mean, is, is Lululemon cultural, regional? Uh, I need some guidance here because if I'm going to get both of you guys support, I'm going to have to go to my outlet store here in uh, Orange County and, you know, drop a fortune on getting some uh, Lululemon and, and explain to my wife uh, why I'm, I'm creating this uh, shopping habit here. So uh, put, me on, put me on here because this is a debate that we need to settle. Listen. We all mature. We all grow. It's part of life. And Brian from Orange County, I was like you one day. Six years ago, I used to clown the pod father for wearing Lululemon shorts every time he wanted to play basketball. And then I had the opportunity to put on a Lululemon long sleeve Henley shirt. And it just felt like, it just felt like a hug from an angel riding a unicorn. It just felt so nice on my body. And when you get older, you just, when you get older, you stop caring so much about what things look like and care more about how they feel. And Lululemon feels great on your body. It feels really good. It does. And I know what Reggie's doing. Reggie picks the voicemails for the show. Reggie's trying to clown me here. You can always tell because Reggie doesn't have a microphone, but he speaks through the people. So Reggie's like, oh, this guy's clowning Jacoby. So I'm going to clown Jacoby by bringing up the fact that he wears Lululemon. You know what? I stand by Lululemon clothing. It feels good. It's basics. The logo's very subtle and small. And this stuff feels great. Jalen, I know you're living the Puma life. Do you have any Lululemon clothing in your repertoire? Nope. I do not. I've driven past and walked past a lot of Lululemon stores. I've physically never gone into one to shop. So I'm probably not the one to give an informed opinion about actually what takes place behind those doors. But... I've never purchased anything from there. Well, your birthday's coming up, Mr. Rose. So you'll be getting some extra large Lululemon clothing, and you will put it on, and you will get the hug from the angel riding the unicorn, just like I do. Welcome to the Lululemon lifestyle. They do not support this program. They are not a sponsor. I'm just giving them a shout because the clothes feel really good on your body, and there's a reason that those stores are popping up everywhere because the Lululemon life is the life for me. Let's listen to another voicemail. What up? 
This is Chris from Columbus, Ohio, and my question is, is EDM music cultural or is it generational? And also, my second question is, what are your guys' favorite meals to cook for dinner for your family? All right, thank you. Shout out. Okay, two good questions. First, we'll start with the EDM question. Jalen, do you know what EDM is? I do not. No. <laughs> You're the best. I love doing this show with you so much. So I think that answers your question, Chris. <laughs> I think that answers your questions right there. The second question, what is your favorite meal to prepare for your family? So that's one of my resolutions to add to my resume because I cook frequent, but I'm not good at making sides. Mm. I make a little spinach, a little broccoli, some beets, you know, but I got to I gotta step my game up with the sides. With the sides, As yeah. it relates to, like, actual main course, you know, I do different types of chicken wings, as you know. Chicken thighs, like to cut them up, put them in salads, make a good Caesar salad, do some lamb chops, you know, do some sea bass and obviously some lobster, do crab. And this is in the oven, on the stove and on the grill. Sometimes I'm, and when I'm in the flow, there might be a lobster to hit the stove, the oven and the grill. Whoa. Same with chicken. So like, I, I, I burn it down. I, Love living in New York City. It's the greatest city in the world. There's an excitement here that inspires me. But one thing about Los Angeles I really miss is my grill. I really miss grilling. You know, because we don't have, I don't have a backyard or a deck or a front yard or anything. I live in an apartment. So we don't have a grill. Can't grill inside. So I really miss the grill. And my favorite meal to cook would be uh, lamb chops. Like you go to a nice butcher, get some lamb chops. You know, you season them up, maybe a little red wine and salt and pepper and garlic. Throw those on the grill for a few minutes aside. Those are so good. If people think you're like a, a, you know, like a Michelin star chef and all you did was just put something on the grill. I really miss my grill. My favorite meal to cook, Chris and Columbus, is lamb chops on the grill. I want to thank everyone for calling in today. Brian, even though you're trying to clown me, Chris and Columbus, I appreciate you revealing that Jalen Rose has no idea what EDM music is. We'll be back on Monday. With a brand new show to step to. Why is that, Karis? We're, We're not done. We're not done. Hey, my little guys. I love no, you. You don't smell, but you're stinky. I hate you, Rich. But you're stinky. <laughs>